It is time for another Amateurs Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the NRL Fantasy Amateurs Podcast. It's Mark and Ryan here on a... Uh, I'm having a good time on this Tuesday. Ryan, how's your, uh, how's your team looking? <laughs> oh man, it's. Uh, I, I think it's better than some, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm not happy about it. <laughs> yeah. No, well, you know, welcome to my life, mate. <laughs> so um, tonight, usual story. We're just going to go through the the normal. I think there's uh, going to be a fair few questions, but uh, Ryan, we're going to kick us off, mate, with some uh, some pride and punishment. Oh yes, everyone's new favorite segment. Yeah, mate, it's definitely my favorite segment, which is the most important thing. So. Um, mate, the first one that I, I read it as you were signing on, which I thought was a bit of a giggle, was Oliver Gilshart. <laughs> that might be the best one yet. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's going to be hard to top that. Uh, Dylan Dylan Clown got an appearance. Oh, very good. And uh, Ewan Greatkin. It's got oh, Xavier Stad cabbage here, but I don't really understand what that means. But Ewan Greatkin, I thought that was a great one, actually. Mm. What about uh, yeah, yeah? What about uh, David Quifita? <laughs> <laughs> oh god! And um, to go with Dylan Clown, it's Dylan Frown. <laughs> hurt, hurt man. Oh, sad. Oh, Plod Shaw Jackson. We got uh, helmet to a lungy. <laughs> He needs a helmet, doesn't he? <laughs> get someone get him some headgear to stop these concussions. Jeez. What about uh, Isaiah Napoli? <laughs> do, uh... do you see what I see? <laughs> That's a nice one. And um, Jackpot Hastings is the last one there. Oh, uh, that's that's good, mate. Jackpot that is Hastings. an absolute fill up. Jackpot Hastings last week. How uh, how good do you feel after you give out tre- tremendous fantasy advice? I tell you, it's it's uh it's, it, there's nothing quite like putting people onto it. Why would you pay a million bucks for Nathan Cleary when you can get three points less for Jackson Hastings at half the money? Oh yeah, couldn't be you, could it? No, mate. Yeah, I I jumped on last week. I uh I managed to I was looking at trading in Cleary and. Tass or something like that, and I ended up getting Angus Crichton and Jackson Hastings in Virginia Paulo and Kurt Mann, which is a net a net plus to me of about 110 points last week. So, Jesus, uh, huge! Yeah, it was all, awesome. Probably my my best trades I've ever done, which is you know it's not a very high bar, but it's true. So, <laughs> uh, I do have a couple of other ones here. Panza Sad Schneider. Oh. <laughs> And Stephen cries tons. <laughs> yeah, I have one we more to... here, and I, I I think it might be too soon for this one. Oh no! But it's uh, Ashley Failer. Oh, yeah, I saw. Too... <laughs> I saw our man, um, our man Robbie called him Trashley Taylor. Oh mate, that's rough. We got to wait at least seven days before making fun of Ash Taylor. Yeah, he's retired now. He's, he's hard times. He's, yeah. 
Anyway, a little that'll do. It was a good, good one. I only put it up pretty early, so you know, obviously, I gave everybody a bit more time last time. But I, I like it. You know, keep it short and sharp and shiny. So there's there's a couple of options to go around for uh mm. for next time. So, mate, we might jump into the teams here. Obviously, we have got a fair bit to unpack with uh, some obstacles coming up for fantasy managers. And um, I guess the first obstacle comes in the the shape of the Raiders deciding that the time when Jack Whiten was out was a perfect time to recall Jared Croker just to spoil any hopes of Brad Schneider um, actually putting on a decent score, or Sad <laughs> Schneider, I should say. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's a, there's a bit going on in this Raiders team. Charles Nickel Cookstar goes back to fullback. Anyone that jumped on, uh, Xavier Savage is disappointed here now. And, um, mate, we've chosen to place the NRL Fantasy Amateurs curse on Adam Smelliot this week. So it's uh, it's only a matter of time, really, before that pun's coming up next week. <laughs> but uh, it's funny. I'm actually kind of regretting putting the curse on him because I genuinely i am now looking at him wanting to get him and I'm kind of like, oh, no, I can't because I've cursed him. <laughs> Eventually, someone's got to break the curse, don't they? Someone's someone's got to be the one to. Well, the, the, to the, the call trend. was the call was put out for me to 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 put Cleary on the post, um, and I'm not sure how strong the curse actually is. So, well, it's, we've already done Cleary once. We've we've done him once. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, like you know, far be it from me to judge anybody who's wanting to put the mocker on Cleary because God knows I live for that, but I really think. You know, it needs to be appropriate for the week. And 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 on its face, Adam Elliott looks to be a tre- tremendous buy this week. So, mate, are you? is he someone you're looking at, seeing as you uh, missed out on Jackson Hastings last week? Yeah, I'm certainly looking at him. Um, he's in contention. I think it's a tricky week given that um, Payne Haas is out. Uh, I think people are going to be looking for a mid. Um, and, yeah, he certainly fits the bill. It's just uh, the big question mark here is Ricky Stewart, isn't it? It's always Ricky Stewart with this Raiders team. Um, how much can you trust him? And... How long is he going to stay in that role? Like, obviously, we're not buying him as a keeper. We only need him to stay in this role for a few weeks. Um, and Papa Lee is going to go away for Origin soon, so it sort of gives me a little bit of hope that he's <laughs> that he's going to get decent minutes over the next month. Yeah, yeah. No, I think uh, I think he's definitely. I mean, looking at this team here, they've got you know the two eighty-minute edges uh, and Sutton sitting in the lock role. I mean, who knows how many minutes Harawira Naira is going to play? Sebastian Chris, though, there is kind of there is an opportunity here for a pretty safe. You have to think it's fifty minutes with upside there, wouldn't you? Mm, well, he played sixty minutes last week with like what twenty at hooker, forty in the middle. Um, I'd mm. be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw the same again this week. Uh, to be honest, another forty minutes yeah. in the middle. So, what's your expectation from him as an average moving forward? I mean, I think. You know, realistically, forty is, yeah. is the number I've got in my mind. Yeah, forty is sort of what I had in my mind. Like maybe, you know, ten points in twenty minutes at hooker, um, and you know, thirty in forty in the middle type of thing is sort of what mm. I was thinking. So, I mean, what's he priced at now? Twenty nine and a half. So yeah. I mean, he's definitely a money maker. Well, mm. theoretically, definitely a money maker, um, but. I mean, looking at this team list here, I, I'm seeing uh, Sam Williams lurking down there in 22. I wonder if we could see a late, um, you know, Seb Chris out, Adam Elliott back to the bench, Frawley into the stupid hooker role that they had him doing and Sam Williams into the halves or something like that. 
you, you, you can't put anything past um, past Ricky. I, I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think it'll stay like this for the most part, but yeah, you just can't put anything past him. He changes. Yeah, he just changes yeah. so often, doesn't he? No, nah, it's hard to trust him because as well, like, I mean, Elliot's break-even's quite low now. So, I mean, if you wake up, wait a week to do the, you know, the, the supposed three-date rule, you know, he, he's got a 10 here now. You know, he puts another 40 on. You know, he's then in the 435, 450 sort of bracket, and he then becomes a really awkward price point, particularly if, it, you know, if the score is a 40 and not a 50. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. He's one that I'm kind of looking at. At this point, I've, I've gone in a different direction and I'm going to actually bring him up very, very shortly. Um, in fact, I've, I've, I've actually – I should have bought him already, up already and I've actually skipped a game. Yeah, I was wondering whenever you were going to get to the first ignored, day. Completely ignore the first game of the round, but we'll, we'll proceed with this one and then we'll uh, – We'll, we'll, we'll loop back around. So, obviously, one of the big questions we're going to have is uh, is Brad Schneider as well. Mm. Uh, he more than likely loses the goal kicking. But, I mean, yeah, it's not like the Raiders have been scoring a lot of tries this year anyway. No, well, he's averaging about five points per game in goal kicking at the moment. So, he's averaging 40 points on the year. So, that would knock his average down to about 35. It's really just um, it lowers his floor um, and ceiling. Quarter, you know, by five points, maybe six against yeah. this bulldog side. Um, yeah, it's it's a real tricky one because I can like I know there's a lot of overall specific, like uh, focus players that are uh, considering holding him just for that round thirteen mm-hmm. score and moving him on after that. Um, I'm a little bit on the fence because like I was pretty uh, pretty leaning towards holding him this week given the matchup prior to the Jared Croker news, but I think yeah. the Jared Croker news is sort of sway me towards more towards being a sell. I think he's going to have to get more ball, isn't he, really? Like, I mean, Whiten's going to mm. demand a lot of ball. You have to imagine it's going to be a fairly well split. You know, he was doing a, a pretty good job early in the season of running the footy, and then I think it seems like Whiten's taken it upon himself to take over the team, and it's just amounted to bad scoring for um for Schneider. Right. You think with Whiten gone for two weeks, he could uh, see an uptick? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think it's more he's going to make up the difference more in running and attacking than he is in kicking. Mm. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I definitely think he can average 40 moving forward. But then, you know, how much cash has he got to drop? And, you know, you look at a guy in the same game here, Matt Burton, who's basically bottomed out here now, did 90-something percent of the kicking, you know, and basically Flanagan's come out and said he's just there to steer the ship around and, and Burton's the the moneymaker half here now for them. Their schedule's really lightened up. They come up against a Raiders team that's, you know, pretty soft now. And the Bulldogs go into a nice little draw. You have to imagine Burton's not going to play Origin. I mean, and that's a 70K upgrade. You have to imagine if someone told you at the start of the year you'd be able to go 70K from Snyder to Burton, you would have been doing backflips. So I just noticed that Schneider's had two and 10 run meters the past two weeks. Jeez. That's exactly what I mean. I looked at that and I was like, surely that's going to go back up to 60 or 70, which is another five points to offset that, Mm. you know. know? That's a good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. You could definitely maintain that 40. Yeah. You can definitely hold him. I don't I, like. I'm not going to talk anyone out of selling him, but you know, the next four weeks here is Raiders. Oh, sorry, but this is the pro, this is the thing is if you go to if you go to Burton like for that cheap upgrade, you know the Bulldogs have got Raiders, Knights, Tigers, Dragons into playing round thirteen. Mm. Yeah, you, know, you almost couldn't ask for a a better draw. 
And I think if Burton's gonna is gonna make his hay, then you know this is the time to do it. I mean, he's had a massive sell off from a lot of teams here, and he's now down below twenty percent ownership. So I mean, for that, can you afford not to make that upgrade? Is is more the point? Yeah, that's a very good point. Very solid point. Yeah. I know I'm flip flopping between two things here, but you know that's that's what I'm here for. So, um, yeah, and then obviously Starling, he's doing fine even if he's coming off the bench. Don't stress about him; just leave him in your team. Um, moving across to the Bulldogs, um, did Aaron Shop get another good score? I think he did. Oh, jeez, did he? Uh, Twenty-six. Never mind. Forget it. Forget <laughs> I said anything. It's Matt Burton. Uh, it's Tavita Pangai Jr. And then it's Josh Jackson back. Now, mate, I've got an interesting Josh Jackson stat here that I want to share with you. Okay. So me. A little bit. Of, I did about 45 seconds of research this afternoon. Wow. More than usual. Yeah. Oh, mate. 44 <laughs> seconds more than usual. So Josh Jackson, 2020 and 2021. Yep. At lock versus on the edge. So the stipulation is 70 plus minute games only. Mm-hmm. Um, at edge, 43.5 in 78 and a half minutes. Yep. And at lock, 59.8 in 76.8 minutes. Mm. So the question I have for you is obviously last week, Penguai started defending on the edge and then shuffled across to the middle. Was that just because Jackson wasn't there and we think Penguai is going to be on the edge now and that's it? And and Jackson's going to be defending in the middle or is Jackson defending on the edge? Because that's a 16-point swing. Um, it's a it's a bit of a tough one. I, I, I tend to lean towards Jackson's going to stay in the middle with Joe Stimson on the bench there. I, I think we're going to see something similar um, to last week where Pangai starts and then Stimson comes on um, and where Pangai moves to the middle then for the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I, I tend to think that Jackson's probably going to be like a 70-minute middle forward and it'd probably steer away from that edge role. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's tough to say exactly, but that would be what I would think is going to happen. Yeah. Well, if he averages 59, but the thing is the three games this, this year that Jackson's played where he started at that lock role, mm. you know, he's played 73, 80 and 80 minutes, you know, and it's not like Pangai has to play 80 either. Mm. But like you look at that 59.8, even if it's 70 minutes, you know, and keeping in mind as well that there's only turnover tackles measured in half of those. Like there's half of those games, there's no turnover tackles. So you probably got to add a couple of points there, but I'm not going to do that for this exercise. So that's a PPM of 0.78 or just under that. So even at 70 minutes, that's an average of 54 and a half. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's definitely one to have a look at there. Um, I do have an interesting op- pod option to him. And it's not even somebody I've spoken to you about at all yet. Yeah. Um, but the worry is, you know, you got to, the the hedge with Jackson is is whether he's playing middle, or whether he's playing edge. Because if he's a middle, he's absolutely a buy. But you know, if they're going to shuffle Pangai to the middle and defend Jackson on the edge, which is entirely a possibility, then maybe not. Yeah, no, it's a good point and something to keep in mind, I suppose, if you're thinking about buying him, but. Again, there's just not a whole lot of uh, great round 13 options, so I, I still think he fits no. that billing. Yeah, no. I mean, if you're happy to take the gamble, you're happy to take the gamble, but just know that that downside is there that he might be a 45 average, not a 55 average. Mm-hmm. So just something to look at. Outside of that, this 
and Burton, that's that's pretty much it. It's those three, and that's it in this team. So obviously, Max King is nearing his peak. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a thirty-nine break-even this week. So I mean, you can move him on at your leisure when it makes sense. But I'm assuming it's not making sense for you this week. More than likely, yeah. <laughs> More than likely, people <laughs> have other problems. Plus, yep. he's got that round thirteen status too, so that'll keep some Correct. people involved. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, now going back to the first game of the round uh, is the Rabbitohs up against the Broncos. Isaiah Tass holds on to that spot. Um, Jackson Paulo's on the bench, which is maybe bad for anyone looking at Isaiah Tass. I don't know. They did carry a uh, they did carry a utility at points last year. But you have to imagine if they were going to do that, it'd probably be Milne and Liam Knight's in, Mo Ali's out, even though Knight was out last week. Uh, and I, I guess for the Rabbitohs, for me, I'm not really particularly interested in anyone outside of Cook and Murray. Yeah, no, look, I, I think Tass is a good buy personally. I'm, I'm picking him up this week. Just the break-even is, is hard to ignore. And I, I think mm. he's I think he's just genuinely won that spot. He's been playing well in the opportunities he's got. Paulo and Milne just aren't good um, is the simplest way to put it. Just defensively, Milne has been a huge liability. So I, I think Tass is getting um, getting his, uh, you know, a crack at this spot. And um, I, I think a real break even of about negative 10 this week, it's 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 a, it's a spicy one, especially with that uh, with him playing on that preferred left edge. Yeah, I mean, he definitely looks like a good player. Um, the, the worry with him is a job security for sure. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I certainly wouldn't begrudge anyone for taking a taking a gamble. Uh, I can actually go for Fida and Schneider to Cleary and Tass this week, oh. and I'm I'm finding it really hard to not take that option. Um, but yeah, I'll maybe I'll still leave it on the table, but I can definitely do that. It's just whether or not I choose to do that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, mate, the, uh, the, the guy I want to bring up with you actually is a Broncos player and that is Patrick Carrigan. Interesting. Okay. So Patrick Carrigan, obviously he's not going to play around 13. I'd say he's probably 50% for origin. Yeah. I mean, if he, if he plays well, cause he was going all right before he got injured. It's just that, you know, Queensland don't have a whole lot of forward options either. Well, I mean, you look at the the stocks and, and who the options are going to be there. I mean, the only guarantees, you know, Felice Cafusi is going to make the team, even though maybe he shouldn't. Um, and Papali is going to make the team and Tino is going to make the team. Mm-hmm. But outside of that, I mean, Kate Well, assuming he's fit, he will absolutely be in the squad. Um, but outside of that, it's kind of a bit open. And I mean, they got Jai Arrow, they got Fafida, assuming he's back, who knows, and whether he probably even doesn't deserve to be there. Um, they got Lindsay Collins, Mo Fodawaker. You know, they do have some options there. And I mean, Carrigan is, he hasn't played Origin yet, but I mean, he's, he'd have to be very, very close. So, I mean, but, you know, given what we've seen with Payne Haas, which is obviously Payne Haas is not playing this week, and that's a huge hit to the, what, 40% of teams that have him, 38.5% of teams that have him. Uh, I mean, in the short term, Carrigan's looking like a 65 to 70 minute middle but even in the medium to long term you know he was playing f- mid 50s minutes when Haas was there 
Um, and you have to think, you know, given the choice, you know, with if Haas, you know, like when we spoke to NRL Physio in the preseason, we talked about these AC joints and how they need time to heal. And, you know, you can play through them, but they definitely impact you. It may be that, you know, he just shaves two, three, four minutes off Haas here and there and Carrigan gets those instead. I mean, looking at Carrigan as an alternative to Jackson, uh, in games where he plays between 50 and 69 minutes, he averages 51.7 in 59 minutes, um, but only one turnover in turnover tackle in 11 games because most of them were in 2020. So, I mean, most middle forwards are one in three, which means you could probably, you know, at least you can probably give him another two points there and then it's, you know, 53 in 59 minutes. And um, you know, I think he's a nice little pot option at 0.8%. Yeah, I certainly see where your interest comes from there. He, he is um, a, a somewhat interesting option. Um, I, I guess for mine, it's just the price point of 652K. Like you're already sort of getting to the point there where, um, you, I don't know, you're probably buying him at where where he's valued. So, uh, yeah, I, I think for mine, um, I'd probably rather, just, you know, either go down or go up type of thing. He's one of those type of players for mine. Um yeah, but I, I can see your point. So I can see where your interest comes from. I mean, if you're a head-to-head player, he's an interesting pod. I think if you're an overall guy, you probably want to aim for that one round 13, in which case, like you say, you can go up or down to a Jackson or an Elliott, I think, mm-hmm. is, is probably the options. But if you're looking for something a bit outside the square, you don't trust Jackson, you think he's going to spend time on the edge, or um, you know, you're worried about the curse, uh, Carrigan's interesting. Uh, pot option for you there. Uh, outside of that, in this Broncos team, I mean, Tamari Martin, poor score. Who saw that coming? Uh, Billy Walters, though, he bounced back a little bit this week. Yeah, out of nowhere. Um, <laughs> put up a random 46. Uh, got some extra minutes to, to the week prior because he only got 30 minutes um, last week at Hooker. And, and this week he, he got a second stint. On. He also got a bonus 10 minutes when Adam Reynolds was off the field for HIA, but he didn't really score much there. He scored most of it in that in the time he got at hooker. So, yeah, that was uh, pleasing and surprising. He's fixed his break even now. If he can sort of stay in that 40 to 50-minute role, he you know, he might start getting some price rises back on again. Mm. It's definitely a fill-up for anyone that didn't sell him last week because they now get a player this week, which you know a lot of people are struggling with uh, to field a good 17. So, I mean, you, you, it's a double-edged sword. You hopefully, you know, you save a trade, hopefully don't have to, you know, sell him, you know, or like you can use him in your 17 and, and you know, hopefully get some some cash rises coming. So that's certainly, yeah, certainly a, a big swing for anyone that managed to hang on to him. Uh, outside of that, it's not really very interesting. Might move on to the third game now from the first to the third. Uh, and that's his Panthers here. Brian Toto, the big news here, he's lurking down in the reserves. Um and there's been stories coming out that Tyler May and Stephen Crichton have missed training at various points this week. Uh, obviously, uh, the big worry for Tyler May managers would be if he gets ruled out, teams already stretched with no Haas, no Brody Jones and a few others, that if he's, uh, you know, scratch an hour before, that's going to be a, a big problem for fantasy managers. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I guess, thankfully, they play fairly early on in the week in that Friday night game, so we'll find out fairly early. Hopefully, um, 
hopefully we'll we'll know by Thursday night once they have to update their team list to 19 players. So hopefully we'll find mm. out then. But I've got a feeling that uh, Ivan's going to give us the old, <laughs> you know, to- oh, in the reserves right up until yep. the final hour 100%. type thing. 100%. Absolutely, that's going to happen. He's another one of those guys similar to Schneider where he he will play around 13, assuming To'o is uh, is playing Origin this year. Um, But I'm leaning towards him being a sell if he doesn't play because you just got to wonder how good a Penrith actually, how good is a Penrith winger actually going to be in round 13 without any of the Origin stars? That's sort of just what I worry about. Like, what is that score actually going to be in round 13 when they're missing half their team? Mm. Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, it's certainly interesting. He has sort of tapered down on his scoring a bit, so it's um, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be a tough tough decision for fantasy managers. I'm assuming we'll get some know, probably not questions because he's named, but uh, I think there's another another chapter to this story to be written yet, mate. Mm. So we'll uh, we'll see how it goes. Um, on the other side here, I mean, obviously the other the other thing is Cleary, obviously doing well. And Isaiah Yo um, still scoring well, but I mean they're not far off getting some troops back now. You'd have to think. Yeah, plus Origin around the corner. Um, yeah, yeah. But you yeah. know they are what they are. Brian, Brian yep. whenever you want. Yep. Um, moving across to the eels. Oh mate, how good are the eels? They're so good. Um, <laughs> genuine premiership heavyweights, the Parramatta eels. Um, but, uh, yeah, so obviously we see Opchik back, uh, Jake Arthur out, and that sees the bench. Uh, you know, we've got a four forward here bench, bench here now. Uh, Junior Paul, I mean, I'm so glad I sold him. Uh, this is a fairly fantasy irrelevant team now, isn't it? Outside of Isaiah yeah. Papali'i. Yeah, basically, yeah, outside of Papali'i. Uh, you know, I guess uh, there might be a couple of people with Dylan Brown still that will be happy. Um I haven't seen he's making yeah. some nice money actually. Yeah, no, he's been scoring well. Um, he has been going quite well. But yeah, other than those guys, it's yeah, not not much happening here, is there? For such a no. for, for a decent team too. Decent ish. Yeah, well, yeah, they're no, relative ca- they're to the no rest cowboys, of the mate. They're no, no they're cowboys. Yeah, Sean, Sean Russell uh, lurking down at twenty four <laughs> as well, making his return this week. Yeah, no, that's going to be interesting. To see if he takes Hayes Perham's spot a fit. Or something like that, and uh, yeah, it's another probably another. You know, a few people would have jumped on Perham as well. So, just one more headache for the the team. Uh, speaking of headaches, Manly and the West Tigers. Uh, so Manly, obviously, they lose Jason Saab and Brad Parker, but that's not a he- headache for fantasy managers. We get a really good stint here with Tolatel Kula. It is possible that Brad Parker's actually gone for the year, so he's got a partial ACL tear. Uh, and basically, my understanding of it is, is they'll give him four or five weeks, wait and see how it looks, and then he'll either get ruled out for the year or he'll try and play through it, probably tear it, and then, you know, we're back in the same spot. So, I mean, all all in all, it's uh, you know, it's a big big win here for Cooler. Yeah, great news for Cooler. This sort of locks in his uh, his job security now for the uh, medium term. Um, that said, how bad is Morgan Harper going that he can't even beat out Ben Trevojevic? Oh. <laughs> Oh, mate. Well, they uh, had to let them play together at some point, so. This is probably the week to do it, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's great for Cooler if you've got him. Um, just keep riding his prize rises, I think. It'll probably be a bit of a slow, bit of a slower burner. Maybe he gets some, uh, might get some attacking stats now with Tommy Turbo back in the side. 
Yeah. Oh, I didn't even see Tommy Turbo back. Welcome back, son. Mm. Um, yeah, wow. Crazy. I didn't even see that. Um, how funny is the difference between last year and this year that that's not really particularly big news this year? <laughs> I mean, Tommy, yeah, like Tommy could actually go well that uh, now that the game is sort of starting to fast and, you know, get a little bit quicker than what it was in the early rounds when he was struggling. The problem is, though, is break-even is still astronomical and Origin's just in a couple of mm. weeks. So he, he might just end up being one of those guys you can't even touch until like round 19. Round 18, yep. Mm. Yep, keep an eye out, see what happens. Uh, mate, uh, I mean, I've got a couple of questions on Dylan Walker on the bench. You have to think he's a, he's a, he's a no go. And we're just going to steer people away from him there and we'll, we'll reevaluate next week. Uh, for the Tigers, uh, Jackson Hastings, mate, how good is Jackson Hastings? <laughs> Isn't it so enjoyable yes. having him in your team, right? Why, 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 why did you do that? Why do you have to mark? <laughs> Great stuff. So you, you're bloody crowing, you're crowing to me, and I was telling you two weeks ago he was a buy. But yeah, I know. Yeah. Mate, I'll listen to you, and I took your advice, and you didn't take your own advice. So are you jumping on this week? Uh, probably, I think. I think Schneider to Hastings could be on the cards this week. Um, yeah. He just seems like a keeper if he keeps this role. He's just touching the ball so much. He's doing so much running. The, I guess the only question mark is, does he lose the goal kicking to Adam Dewey when he returns? But mm. I think even then... Um, you know, that might not like, you know, he might lose the potential of being a keeper if he does lose that goal kicking. But um, I, I still think he's got enough time to make enough money. You know, you could ride him up to 700K even if he does lose that goal kicking um, in a couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah no, he's he's looking really, really good at the moment. So, yeah, definitely really happy there. Uh, outside of that, it's basically just two Alungi uh, for fantasy managers who managed to avoid getting ruled out with a HIA, came back on. Stefano's back, although not fantasy relevant at this stage. Peachy also back. Uh, Luciano Lua dropped. No, he's apparently... Is he injured? Yeah, apparently right, Nofaluma uh, concussion and Leilua hamstring. So we don't know how long yet. Yeah, we don't know how long yet Leilua's out. So Safarth might mm. be a buy if we get some news, but um, tough yeah. to make a call until we know otherwise. Yeah, one for the eyeball for this week, I think, and see what happens. Roosters and the Titans, here's one for the high flyers. Jesus Christ. Um <laughs> Roosters, obviously, Kiri back with some good scoring and Angus Crichton, thank God. Um, yeah, yes. back, back to life with a 66. Um, comes in now, 35 break even, 619K dual position. Potential round 13, but I guess we're saying probably not. Um, they're the two real, and I mean, Teddy as well, he's, uh, he's back. Yeah, all of them. They look great. I mean, fantasy-wise, they look Aside great. They're the attacking part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their their attack looks completely clunky and without direction, but fantasy scoring's back, so that's uh, that's a positive. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I think you can jump on Angus, you can jump on Teddy here. Um, Kiri's an interesting one to me, but I really want to eyeball him for another week before I go, you know, even look at anything like that. Um, and that's pretty much it here. Um, hopefully, nobody listened to TK telling him to jump on Joseph Manu. He's been pretty poor the last couple of weeks. Um, we're gonna we've got a rare Billy Smith sighting as well in twenty three. <laughs> he's back. Feel the enigma, yeah. Billy Smith, back from injury. Yeah, he's alive. Been yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he was named for the North City Bears this week. So okay. I can't imagine. Yep. Can't imagine he's going to play. No. Um. Yeah. No. 
unless they lose to this Titans team, in which case they should drop every single player aside from Angus Teddy. Um, yeah, Titans obviously uh, been very poor. Dave Vita come off the bench as a late change last week and then got injured in the one good play that he made in the entire game um, that led to their only points last week as far as I can remember. So we now get an interesting situation here where we've got Essie and Lasone on the bench. Joloff going to come back from injury and take one of their spots. But, I mean, one of those two is a cheap option. I mean, SESE at 241. Mm-hmm. He didn't play very many minutes last week, did he? 23 no. minutes. Only five tackles. How do you make five tackles? What is he doing? I suppose they were standing behind the goalpost a lot, weren't they? Yeah, that, that probably did it. <laughs> well, um, not really, because they played Penrith. Penrith didn't score that many. Mm, yeah, I guess, I guess was, so. there was a lot of errors in that game. There was a lot of errors. That might have been it. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Could be interesting. Uh, probably another one for the eyeball at 240K. No rush to be bringing in another guy who might be in and out in one week, I don't think. Uh, mm-hmm. Outside of that, this team's not particularly fantasy relevant at all. I wouldn't be – I'd be very, very happy to not have any Titans in my team at all, I think. Yep, agreed. Uh, moving along to the – oh, God, it's my favourite time of the week. The Cowboys. They're up against the Newcastle Knights, uh, unchanged team, Hamaso, Tabby Waifano in the 14. Um, And the three PPM man, uh, (laughs) he was, yeah, came on with about 10 to go and scored 40 fantasy points somehow. Ryan, you put the mocker on him. You said he was going to drop some cash and he hasn't done that at all. Uh, And it seems like maybe that's the best time for him to just come on 10, 15 minutes to go when everyone's gassed and, you know, put on the afterburners and, and, you know, wheels up. Hamaso, but I mean, for the Cowboys, it's not like they need to carry a hooker on the bench with Cotter in the side. Mm. Uh, but I mean, I don't think they want Cotter at hooker. So I mean, I I said earlier, wheels up Reese Robson, and if I I mean, if I didn't have Grant, Randall, and Starling in my team, I'd really want Robson. But even still, I kind of still want him. Yeah, the the only thing that sort of worries me is that he could end up being another Starling. Like, he looks really good right now, and then, you know, say six weeks' time, does Hammer slip back into a starting centre role, and all of a sudden we've got Granville back on the bench, and he's back to being like a 50- to 60-minute guy. Um, yeah. Uh, like, like, he could certainly make some money. It just sort of worries me that, like, I'd then have to spend another trade to get him out in six weeks' time or whatever. Yeah. I, if you're buying him, it's because you think he's going to keep that job the rest of the year, like that. Yeah. I don't, and, and I mean, it's a lot of trust to put in. Yeah, you can't trust Cowboys. But you know, if you look at Reese Robson, his career of seventy plus minute games, he's got eighteen uh, scores in there, average fifty eight. Mm. So I mean, he is—he's an absolute weapon. Uh, Fifty four point nine in base. Um, and half of that time is no turnover tackles. But he actually played one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games last year of 70-plus minutes, and he's already played three this year of 70-plus minutes. So it's clear that Peyton does actually trust him to do it. I think it's just whether they want him to do it. But, I mean, the thing is, like, you know, you can't bring Hamaso on into the forwards, I don't think. So, I mean, he's going to mm. be a injury cover, you know, or they, you know, they push Cotter there or... You know, it's yeah. but I, the only scenario I can see would be like 
hammer to fullback and drink water to lock and then cotter to hooker or something like that. Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's tough I really to trust. Like it, man. You're gonna it's, buy it's, it kind of feels a little bit like the Isaiah Papali'i thing from last year, where I'm I'm looking at it and I just know it's the right decision, but I don't know if I can pull the trigger. <laughs> you got to trust yourself. Back you. Oh back man, I don't know. I don't know. I kind of really want to. I'm looking at Carrigan, Burton, Robson, and Jackson. It's four guys this this week. Um, um, all, all my Cleary upgrade, but I, I don't know. I feel bad. I don't want to buy Cleary. I, it's against my. It's against my stick. Um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, obviously, Cotter we need to bring up. Good score, played 80 minutes. Not expecting that to happen moving forward. He just was playing too good to come off. Um, Tom Alolo looks to be a you know back to his former glory. Um, Nanai worked out, had a tackle, which was interesting. And, I mean, Gilbert is probably in the disappointing category more than anything for fantasy managers at the moment. I mean, he's a base stat guy, not an attacking stat guy. He only played 50 minutes on the weekend. Yeah, I, again, I go back. I, I go back to um, the Peyton thing with uh, with Gilbert. It's just I, I don't think he's got a consistent rotation, um, Todd Payton. I, ju- I just think he he bases his rotation on whatever is good for the team in that particular week. Um, yes. So like other coaches, where they just they have this guy play this role. And this is, exactly. Yeah. yeah. He 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 changes every given week, and we saw that with Cotter um last week Cotter could easily go back to playing 45 minutes this week just because that's what the team dictates and it, it doesn't surprise me um to see a little bloke playing 80 versus say Tamalolo Gilbert getting a bit more of a rest when they were playing in Darwin last week too either yeah no agree um yeah so it's gonna yeah it's gonna be interesting obviously there should be some points in this one for them as well uh coming up against the Knights who are really struggling they've dropped both of their halves bring in Texway and Phoenix Crossland uh, Brody Jones having a week off to rest up from his shoulder, knee, ankle, whatever, forearm, his whatever's body. wrong with him. His body, <laughs> broken body. Um, Frizzell apparently was really sick last week but still played, and he actually is representing an interesting value to me at the moment. But, I mean, Leo Thompson's one. He's playing lock, which is going to be an interesting option. And, obviously, David Clemmer as well, who, you know, Glover's our, uh, our friend Anthony Glover's been uh, – Hush hushing everybody talking about him all week, but I don't think it's a secret that he's uh he's looking like a a very interesting option in that you know Jackson, uh, Carrigan price bracket. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's interesting. I, I I just worry about buying more nights at the moment, given the hmm. run they're going through. But um, you're you're right because like my concern was just the minutes with Clemmer. We already we know what he is. PPM wise, he's he's very good PPM wise. It's just always been the minutes and whether he gets those, that you know, gets that role. Um, like because this year he's typically been 46, 51, 48. Last week spiked up to 64 because um, Sue got KO'd in the first five minutes and then Clifford got hooked in the 50th minute. Um, but yeah, so I just wonder like what his role is going to be moving forward. It wouldn't surprise me to see him get an uptick given that the amount of injuries they've had and that they sort of need to rely on someone to play a bit more a bigger bigger minute role with Crosslands moving into the halves mm. and Kurt Mann gone for about a month or so it seems. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. I don't really see a material difference between Clemmer, Carrigan, and Jackson in terms of scoring potential, and he's the most expensive one of the three. Mm. So it's kind of leads me away from him, which might end up being a good thing. And like you say, it's not like you're enjoying watching the Knights at the moment. So I've already got four in my team, and that's more than enough. So, I mean, Ponga as well, he's kind of, you know, he somehow managed to get to 40 last week, which I guess needs to be put in the impressive basket. Um, considering what what happened, I have to imagine they're going to be asking him to do some creativity against this uh, Cowboys, the Great Wall of Cowboys. But um, yeah, it's it could be uh, another another long week for Knights fans this week. I think. I don't know how they're going to score a point outside of a penalty goal. Honestly, no, <laughs> mate. Cowboys don't even surrender penalty goals. So that's how good they are. <laughs> Uh, I've, I feel like I've hit confidence now, and this is where they're going to let me down. They're going to lose to the Knights this weekend. Heard it first here. Um, Storm up against the Dragons. Uh, yeah, Storm obviously on fire, um, doing great stuff. Uh, no changes here. I mean, bench them, Morrow out, Jordan Grant in. Um, I mean, could be Eisenhuth at any point. I wouldn't be mucking around with Jordan Grant. Uh, it's basically just Pat. Grant, if you got him, keep him. Monster Hughes, I mean, Hughes is obviously uh, not scoring as well now that we're not in PVL ball, um, and Munster obviously is, has taken the step up. If I was interested in saving a trade, I can actually go for feed at a Munster in one trade and hang on to Snyder, uh, which is something that I'm interested in. But, I mean... <sighs> My origin and you know you know with Bellamy that Munster's going to get a rest, which is the downside as well. Yeah, given that Hughes won't be playing Origin, he's definitely got that luxury of resting Munster. Yeah, it's yeah, he's quite Probably expensive no now too, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He is very expensive. Uh, but the halves, you know, it's really DCE, Cleary, and then Hastings and Munster are the other two, and Hines. So, you know, as long as you've got two to three of them, you're, you're sitting pretty. But, I mean, there's a lot, there's three of them or two of them that are much cheaper than the others. So, I mean, one you should have had the whole time and then and then Hastings. So, yeah, interesting one. Uh, and then off to the Dragons. Uh, I thought Ben Hunt was going to do a bit better than this. Even with a try, only got 40-something this week. Uh, Josh Maguire, a bit disappointing as well. And, I mean, the Dragons overall are, are mostly not fantasy relevant. Do we agree with that and move on? Um, I'm trying to find anyone in this side that uh, uh, probably tells you everything you need tonight. Yeah, Zach Lomax still going all right without scoring tries. I, I think he could end up being a keeper center, but again, he's sort of priced at where he is. Yeah, um, a pot mm. option for the run home if if you decide not to go with the the obvious guys. Uh, Sharkies and the Warriors to finish us off. Obviously. Uh, Nico Hines looking like a very strong captaincy option this week up against the Warriors. Uh, Talakai is going to be, you know, marking up against Vilea or Rocco Berry, which can only be good things. And, I mean, no curse for him this week. So expecting 100 out of him. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, uh, McInnes back to the bench with Wade Graham also on the bench. Have to imagine there's going to be some sort of late, late minute, you know, Tolman, Royce Hunt swap type deal happening. Um, I mean, forward pack wise for the Sharkies, it's I'm I'm just going to put the whole thing down as an avoid unless you have a, an objection to that. Yeah, no, I'm with you to be honest. Until uh, 
something something else happens, I, I think we're probably going to see Way Graham just build his fitness off the bench. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I have to think he's eventually going to take that left edge spot. But I mean, Wilton hasn't done anything wrong, so it's sort of just yeah. you know, take your time with Graham, let him build. Um, and yep. Graham could become a very interesting option at that point. Uh, he's, I think, he's now priced at four forty um, break even in the in the mid forties. So. Yeah, he could be dropping some more cash and, yeah, falling rapidly. Yep, good stuff. Um, Yeah, I mean, Talakai, certainly not a buy now. What's his break-even up to now? I assume it'll be 50-something. 35 Uh, still. Jeez, okay. Yeah, I mean, he he should get a nice little boost here, but then, I mean, you know, after that it's, you know, and they've got – he's he's probably going to be a keeper, or you want to hope so if you bought him. Yeah. but, uh, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it for the Sharkies. And then across the Warriors, Dejan Arce, he's a, a dual wing fullback center option if you think he can keep his competition out. But you have to imagine that it's going to be a bad week for the Warriors this week. I mean, he looked he looked really good, though, Arce, football-wise, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. I, I mean, really now his only competition is um, Chanel Harris-DeVita. So, um I have to think Tavita's going to come back in. I don't know how long he's out for. I think it's a couple of weeks, isn't it? So, Is Nick Arima gone for the year? Uh, Where is he? What's going on? Where is he? It's a good question. What happened to Nick Arima? I know he hasn't been in the, their thoughts. Like he, He's been sort of, uh, you know, like meandering in the, like the 14 or the reserves most weeks. He's not um, even in the 25. I think he had an in- I think I saw that he had an injury of some description, but I don't know what it is. Hmm, interesting. So I'm going to ta- task you to uh, that. Um, he's, casually Ward says he's got COVID. Oh, all right. Well, we'll see how <laughs> that goes. Um, but, yeah, wing fullback, centre, dual playing in the halves is usually always good. Low 300s is helpful if you're looking for that at the moment. But I assume you've probably got other problems that you're going to need to cover up in the mids area this week for most people. I prefer to just spend a little bit of extra cash and go to an Adam Elliott type player, I think. Um, than, than risk mucking around or a cooler if you don't have him yet. Yeah, just a little bit more security there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kind of a bit awkward at price. Um, unfortunately, Jazz didn't score as well as what I'd hoped, a uh, little bit less minutes than what I thought he was going to get, so hopefully he writes it up. And you and Aiken obviously punished anyone that decided to sell him last week with a nice little 77 and, um, yeah, averaging in the in the low 50s as a, as a centre now, which is, you know, the what dreams are made of. Oh, yeah, it's what we projected in the preseason. I, I talked a few people out of trading uh, Aiken to Talakai last week too, so um, people Doing in the, the Lord's work. were happy. Oh, absolutely. Doing the Lord's work, yeah, love it. <laughs> All right, mate, we've got to jump in some questions, otherwise we're going to be here till bloody midnight. So um, I'll, I'll do Twitter first and you feed me the Instagram and then we'll we'll finish it out with the Facebook questions. Sounds good. All right, so no major trade priorities this week, but how crazy does, crazy does Snyder to Cody Walker sound? Um, for me, I, that feels like sideways to me. Yeah, I just I just can't get around Cody Walker. Like, I understand people's interest in him, but, like, this is the first good score he's put up all year against a team that played with 12 players for 70 minutes. Like, it's the first time he's gone over 50 all season. Um yeah, he's just he's a very volatile, uh, low base stat sort of needs the the attacking try. stats to be a threat. Yeah, exactly. He needs a try, and um, Souths just aren't as good as last year. So, I mean, he certainly could. Like, this is the thing with Walker. It's like 
if I definitively say he's not a buy, like he'll come out and score like six tries over the next mm-hmm. three weeks and and just be ridiculous because he's just one of those players that like it's hard to reject yeah. for because he relies on those tries and you don't know what weeks those tries are going to come. Yeah, I mean, he does have a, a fairly good schedule now that he's got the really hard games out of the way. I can understand why you'd want him, but I think it's pretty sideways going from Snyder to Cody Walker, given that, you know, my thoughts is Snyder's going to be on ball a fair bit more this week. Uh, he, but he said he could also do Targo to Hastings or Ponga or McInnes if they're smart buys and if it's worth selling Targo. Uh, probably depends who your other centers are. Um yeah. Like I definitely wouldn't say, be buying Ponga or McInnes for Targo. Mm. But yeah, like, like you say, option, d- depends what you depends what you got, eh? Yeah, like if you've got Talakai and Burton, then yeah, go for it. But like if you're sitting there with like Targo and Panasini and you'd be plugging in cooler this week, then I probably wouldn't. But yeah, yeah. It just really depends on your circumstance. Yeah, it'd be good if you could go Snyder to Hastings, but I assume you don't have enough cash for that. But because you didn't ask about that. Uh, Brody Jones and Moali out leaves 1059k to spend it on mid plus one, thinking Josh Jackson and Isaiah Tass. Any better options? Oh, sounds fine to me. Tass and yep. Jackson. Yep. Uh, burnt myself last year, uh, the last few years trading like crazy and trying to be a bit more conservative, but I don't have as many keepers as the higher ranked teams. Realistically, how many trades should we have? left and how many keepers should be in our squad by now? I mean, that question is two very different things depending on your priorities. Um, mm. If you're a, if you're an overall player, you probably want to be a little bit more conservative with your trades. If you're a head-to-head player, it's, it's a little bit easier to be aggressive. Like, say for myself, like head-to-head is always my main priority each year. Um, so I've got 21 trades remaining uh, without making any this week currently. And we know we get an extra four, right? So that's 12 and a bit, 12, 12 point, 12 and a half rounds of two trades per week, right? And we're in round nine now. So that takes us into the 20s. I don't intend on trading round 13 or 17 because there's no head to head fixtures. So, if, like for me as a head to head player, I'm sitting pretty, I feel, um, as an overall mm. player. It's it's probably a little bit tougher to gauge, isn't it? Because you're going to be wanting to make trades in that round 13, 17 weeks and you're going to be targeting, you're going to be holding on to players and targeting players that are round 13 predominantly versus, mm. um, say, myself who's just looking for a keeper who doesn't really care whether they're playing round 13 or not. Yeah. I'm, I'm what I would call a lazy overall head-to-head player. Like, so, like, if I have a choice at the moment, like, I'm looking at guys, like, like say, let's say it's Carrigan and Jackson, for example, I'll look at that and go, okay, if I project they're going to average about the same, Jackson plays 13 and isn't going to play Origin, Carrigan doesn't play 13 and may play Origin, get a rest, he's not a dual, Jackson is a dual, therefore I would go for Jackson, you know, in that logic, and maybe I've just made the decision there for myself. But, <laughs> I mean... um, you know, like I'm actively buying guys, you know, like we're looking at guys like, you know, it might be, it just might be the difference in whether you decide to hold Schneider or not. But I mean, just say for me, I've got a couple less trades than Ryan, but I've bought in a couple of guys that I feel are, are keepers now. So like my team, I've got Tedesco, Ponga and Pappenhausen at the back. And then I've got right now, I've got Burton and Aiken in my centers, Hines and Hastings in my halves. And then I've got Carrigan slash Jackson, Pangai, Crichton, 
Tomalolo, who I all think are keepers in the forwards, and I had Fafito, who I was expecting to be a keeper as well. So I really only need to fill one more starting forward role, and then I'm I'm working on the working on the bench. Obviously, there's a fair few jewels there as well. Um, and then I've got Grant, Randall, and Starling, all of which I think have a potential to be keepers this year, S- maybe luxury upgrades. So I guess what does that work out? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Maybe I've got – and if I'm planning on keeping Cooler as my, you know, wing fullback centre, 20, 20th man for the year, you know, that might be 13 of my 21 final team players are locked, you know, according to that, and I'm just waiting for the rest of the guys to peak. But I'm kind of looking for guys who I think at the moment I'd be looking for guys who are undervalued and also potential keepers like your Burton, Jackson, Jackson Hastings, Angus Crichton, you know, these sorts of players who may well be a keeper but are also money makers at the same time. So worst-case scenario, if they're not a keeper, at least they're making money. Best-case scenario, you just keep them in your team and you've got a an underpriced gun, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Good good answer, Mark. Good job. Pat on the back. Uh, yeah. It's hard to hold. If not, is IPAP the only sensible option? You're a Haas um, owner, Ryan, so I'll leave you with this. I don't have Haas, so that's not my problem. I think Haas is a hold. I, I don't think he's going to miss more than a week, to be honest. Um, and I, I guess if you were desperate to trade him, then, yeah, probably he would be the, the obvious answer, given that he's not playing Origin. <laughs> yeah, I definitely don't think he's the only sensible option. I think if you're looking at something like, let's say you got Haas and Snyder and you want to trade him to, you know, Jackson Hastings and... Josh Jackson or something like that. Like that, like I don't think, I think that's where, you know, you could make that decision. But I mean, Haas to Josh Jackson might be five to 10 points, but uh, at this stage you have to think Hastings is worth more than that than Schneider is. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting, you know, uh, I think it's very situational uh, that mm. the Haas sell. So I'd be doing what I can to avoid selling him, but, you know, depending on what what else you got to do, I think a lot of people have for feeder as well. Feeder feed is obviously a much bigger sell. So, trying to decide between Tass and Elliot. So, thanks for cursing Adam and making the decision for me. Top tier. You are welcome, Jack. We do what we can here at the amateurs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for feeder and man are going this round. Well, that's good. That's easy. So, tossing up three combinations. So it's Yo and Hastings, Cotter and Aitken, or Cotter and Tedesco. Uh, leaning towards Cotter and Aitken since both are jewels, but Hastings low B and Yo form, hard to argue. Um, for me, it's option one just because I don't like Cotter. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be buying Cotter now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, oh yeah, well, the first option was what, Hastings and Yo? Yeah. Yeah. See, even you I'm, I'm... Yeah, I, I know where you're going. We, I'd be inclined to go Hastings and just get a Josh Jackson or Angus Crichton or someone like that. Yeah. And, and cash. Yeah, same. Yeah, I'd be I'd be probably more interested in Angus Crichton and, yeah, save that 200K. Yeah, I like it. Mm. You're welcome, Pie Professor. Uh, round 12 to 14 players to look out for. Schuster play, may play six and buy round DC, rested pro, pro origin. Any other players that we're identifying? 
Um, so guys that we're looking at, so round 12, nobody's going to get rested. So put that out of your mind. It's round 13 and round 14. So the teams that play in round 13, and we may as well just tackle this while we're here, and we'll do a like projected origin teams because that's going to make an impact. Titans, there's not really any keepers in the Titans, and there's nobody specifically that I'm targeting in the Titans at all. Mm-hmm. Um, Cowboys, you've got Tom Alolo and Robson, uh, both definitely not playing origin. If you want to shoot for a round 13 potential keeper, you know, Option there, Robson. Is there anyone else there? I mean, Cotter, but I think he's a better than 50% chance for a 14 jersey at the moment. Yeah, th- those are really the only two that jump out to me as potential round 13 options. Yep. So Panthers, obviously you got all the guys that you probably already got uh, being your, uh, you know, your, your uh, Targo, Stephen Crichton, um, Tyler May, if he keeps the job type people. Uh, who's going to partner uh, Bug Lugs in the halves, uh, Sean O'Sullivan? Who's going to partner him when assuming it's Luai? If Luai gets picked, um, yeah, it's a good question. Uh, who's the – what other halves do they have? Jamin Salmon. Uh, yeah, probably Jamin Salmon, you'd think, wouldn't it? Or Sonny Luke or someone like that. Maybe Appy Coruscant with Luke at Hooker and Kenny there. Yep. Yeah, no, I think I think Jamin Salmon would be who I'd be putting my money on right now. Um mm. But, I mean, he's kind of – where's he at? He's, he's not somebody I'd be actively kind nah. of bringing to my team. It's 260K. So, yeah, nah. He's one that, like, if you're looking for a cash out lady, you might want to look at him. His price isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, Bulldogs, obviously, Josh Jackson, Tavita Pangai Jr., Matt Burton, all uh, pretty good options and highly unlikely to be playing State of Origin. Isn't it amazing how many players for, uh, that Freddie Fittler's looking at for his State of Origin? Does he realize he's only allowed to pick 17? <laughs> yeah, well, we need the old city country back. Get that back. Mate, it was it was Pangai, Curran, all these guys, J- Liam Mart, all you know, he's got twenty seven blokes he's picking for State of Origin this year. Stephen Crichton, you know, it's yeah, it's pretty it's it's quite funny. I always, I always have to laugh and I'm like, yeah, I know like we can probably identify fifteen of the seventeen guys now and none of them are the players that are getting articles written about them that as smoky. So yeah, those guys there, Max King obviously can hang on to him. Um that's that's kind of that's probably it really, mm-hmm. um, and then Brent Naden if you're desperate for a cheapie, but probably not that desperate. Um, Manly, it's pretty, it's basically Hamole if you're looking for a potential gun, I guess. But um, I, I wouldn't be looking at Schuster, I don't think. No, nah, Schuster sort of strikes me as a mid to high 40s average kind of guy, like just a rung below what you want, really. Yeah. And Ola Kawatu is already in the 700s. Like at that point, you're going for a Tomololo, Jackson, that, you know, those sorts of guys. Um, Then uh, obviously Warriors, you got you and Aikens. I mean, Adam Fanua Blake, he's been disappointing. Tohu Harris should be here by then if you want to take a smoky on him, probably an eyeball first week. Um. That's probably the extent of the players that I'd be wanting to get from that team. And then Raiders, obviously, you got Starling, Adam Elliott. Uh, Snyder, if you want to hold in him. There's not really anyone else I'd want to be buying for the Raiders, is there? No. I guess the only one we sort of missed that some people are looking at for Manly was Dylan Walker. Um, mm. uh, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty grim, though, isn't it? 
it is pretty grim. And then Roosters obviously got Kiri if you want to roll the dice on him, but probably not. Um, Manu if you want to muck around with him, but uh, and then I mean Angus if he doesn't get picked, and I think he's there's probably one job for him or Liam Martin. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Ooh. That's probably it. You know, I, I mean TK's been talking about Sam Verrills, but you know I think Watson's going to chunk into his minutes when he comes back. Um, yeah, I, I certainly wouldn't be. And then Radley, obviously, is a potential origin, but you have to think probably not at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I doubt a, it. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be actively going out of my way to buy Radley based on previous experience and years <laughs> of heartache. You've been burnt. Yep. Uh, all right, here's a simple one for you. There's a lot of long-winded bloody questions here. Angus Crichton, Reuben Cotter, or Josh Jackson? Angus Crichton. Uh, who are we trading Haas to for a mid-13, uh, around 13 mid uh, Angus Crichton. <laughs> or, or Josh Jackson, Jackson, if you think. Or Josh Jackson. Crichton. Yeah, if you think Crichton's going to play Origin. Or Tomalolo, I guess. Yeah, Tomalolo. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably one of those two. Yeah. Crichton or Tomalolo? Crichton. Uh, Fafida and Leo Thompson to Cotter and Bailey Sirinan. What? Uh, I'm just telling you what it says. So it was obviously before team lists. Um, so okay. no Bailey Sirinan. Uh, I would suggest it would be for feeder to player X hold Leo Thompson. Yes. That. Uh, <laughs> someone's just got no, not Elliot exclamation marks. Uh, I'm holding Haas because it's only one me- week. I need two minutes punting man and Jones with 36 K in the bank, looking at Elliot and man to Crichton, Cotter or Jackson. So, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I was like we say, if you can do Mann and Jones to Elliot and Crichton, that looks like a winner to me, doesn't it? Yep, Angus. All aboard Angus. Yeah, order this yeet list. Mm-hmm. Teague Wilton, Stephen Crichton, Brad Schneider, Jeremiah Nanai. Uh, Wilton's got to be at the top, doesn't he, with Wade Graham pinching his minutes now. Um mm-hmm. Uh, who were who the others? Schneider, Crichton, Nanai, and... Schneider, and Crichton. I'd put Nanai down the bottom. Um, he finally put together a good score. He's got his break even back into the thirties now. I think he can. I think you mm. can hold him. Um, I think I'd put Schneider second, Crichton third. Okay, that's fine. I'm not going to argue with you. I probably go. I probably have Crichton down the bottom because I think his position is the most useful. With the dual wing fullback center. But if it doesn't matter, then yeah. I think Nanai's definitely got some upside this week against the Knights. For sure. Uh, All right. What do we got on Instagram, mate? Oh, Instagram. Okay. I'm going to fire some hot questions at you, Mark. You ready? Okay. All right. Matthew, he wants to know um, Schneider and Crichton worth holding till the buy round, as in Stephen Crichton? Oh, I think he can, for sure. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna hold yeah. them. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think you can. Like, I mean, obvious. If there's an obvious upgrade you can make, then you can do it. But um, yeah, not certainly not urgent. Okay. Um, Randall and Schneider to Lolo and Elliot. I would probably not be selling Randall. Yeah, I, I think last week Randall seems like a more of a trade than what he is now. Like, given all the injuries they've got. 
and the bench, it seems like he's going to be playing 80, doesn't it? Yeah, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Um, James, he wants to know, what are we doing with Haas and Brody Jones? Um, well, I'm holding Haas. Hold- Mark, you're a Brody Jones owner. What are you doing? Holding. Holding him? Yeah. Think he? Do you think he can push out Fitzgibbon or do you think he just gets some decent bench minutes in the middle? Oh, ask me again next week. <laughs> If you want to move him on to Adam Elliott, you have my blessing. Okay. Um, Jesse, he says, after another glorious Cowboys juggernaut win. Oh, and, Jesse. And Cotter's influence on the game. What are our prediction for minutes going forward? That's part one of his question. So, Cotter, what are your predictions on his minutes? 55 to 60. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. Um, it's going to change every week given what Peyton, whatever Peyton wants. Um, but secondly, he asks, is Ben Hunter hasting sideways, even though it still generates cash, have had Hunt since the start? No, I don't think it's sideways. Yeah, I think it's an upgrade, isn't it? Yeah, it's gold. <laughs> if nothing else, they're identical, plus Hastings has goal kicking and is cheaper. Yep. So at this stage, Hunt's not a keeper, and Hastings very well could be and is much cheaper. So that's the go. Mm-hmm. Jeff, he asks, is Randall to Hastings sideways? Currently got 19 trades left. Oh, yes. Yeah, it sort of seems a little sideways, doesn't it? Especially with that few trades left. Yeah, I wouldn't be doing that. Try and find another way. Um, uh, James, a uh, different James, he asks, is Wil- uh, Wilson and Moses priority Yeats contemplating going Lolo and Monster? Um, yeah. Yeah. I think Wilton's yeah. definitely a yeet. How's Moses been going recently? I oh, know he sucks, man. Been... He sucks so bad. Me too. Oh, geez. The Cowboys juggernaut really flattened him, didn't they? Mate, they're the juggernaut. The good news is they won't have to come come up against the best defensive team in the league again this week. So, oh, he's, wow. uh, they, you know, they take a step down and go to the second worst defense, to the second best defensive team in the league, the Panthers. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Yeet him. Yeah, yeet him. Yeet him. Eating big um, time, big big extra yeet. Uh, is Newcastle's young gun Kenna? Oh, I don't even know how to pronounce this guy's name. Kenna Gedahoria a good option this week? If I don't know how to pronounce his name, he's probably not a good option, is he? I think is he is he making is he rustling your jimmies? Is that some sort of pun type scenario? I think so. I think he's wrestling your jimmies, mate. Is he? Oh, my jimmies have been has have been. Who's this guy? Nineteen Christian Mapalabalungi. Yeah, no, not somebody that you want to be. Okay, investing in mate. Jimmies have been wrestled. Um, Elliot, an option. I think we've discussed him. The six again NRL column. Elliot, an option. Yes. Yeah. Assuming you don't believe in the curse. Harsa trade. No. Um, Can be situational. Yeah, that's true. Zach, here's a question for you, Mark. Is Burton a buy? Yes. Excellent. Um, <laughs> Does that help? Do you want me to justify myself? Or <laughs> We spoke about it before. I think you've justified it. Um, yeah. Six again in a real column again. He asked, for feeder for who? He's got 820K in the bank. Who are you? Who's your number one for feeder trade-out target? Probably Angus Crichton. Really? Bank the 200K? Spend the two- well, spend the 200K somewhere else. I think value for money wise, there's better things to do with the 200k than try to go to it. Like you know, like if I said to you, who's going to score more rest of the season, Yo or Crichton? 
Can you definitively tell me that it's going to be Yo? No, I can't. <laughs> no, you can't. Pangai, Carrigan, uh, Tom Alolo, Adam Reynolds, Dylan Brown, Ola Kawatu, David Klemmer, Tyson Frizzell, you know, and then, you know, then you're at Angus's price bracket. So, yeah, it's Angus for sure. Excellent. Excellent. Good stuff. Um, Max King and, well, I assume Max King could be Josh, but he just says King and Leo to Tass and Angus Crichton or McInnes. Yes. Yes. I like it. Um, Zach again, he says, best option for fifth, four for feeder, Jackson Crichton, Tom Alolo, maybe Cotter. Um, I think we've answered that. Crichton. Yep. Um, Mark, he wants to, he wants to know... Uh, he wants to get off. Uh, he wants to wait, want to get rid of TAF. Best cash down. We'll use remaining dollars to upgrade Critter to Lolo or Jackson. Thoughts? Who's the best cash down for TAF? Oh, TAS. Yeah, it's got to be TAS, doesn't it? You don't bank that much cash, but hopefully it's enough. Um, yeah. Hopefully you got a little bit in the bank. Uh, well, Josh Jackson or Angus Crime? There's not really a lot of good cheapies this week, so. Yeah, other than unless you don't have cooler, cooler is probably the best of the. Oh sub- yeah, man! If you don't have cooler, dive in straight into that one. Yeah, for sure. Um, Harry, Josh Jackson, or Angus Crichton? Yeah, Angus Crichton. That. Yeah. Um, Dominic, he wants to know: Is Stephen Crichton a trade? Depends on what you're going to trade him to. Yeah. Um, can be, can be not. It's up to you. If you got yeah. a, if you got an obvious upgrade like Stephen Crichton to Matt Burton, I'd pull the trigger on something like that. Whereas if you're trading yep. Stephen Crichton to Joseph Manu, there's, then there's no point. They're the same player to me. So yeah. Um, man to Angus uh, Chappie yep. asks, yeah, good trade. We like it. Um, geez, there are a lot on Instagram this week. Um, Will, he asks, the two biggest trade-outs of Targo, May, Schneider. Jeez, he's listed his whole team here. Um, Schneider, I'm going to rule out Randall. I'm going to sh- shorten this down for you, Mark. Um, we, we're not trading Targo. We're not trading Randall. Um, okay, May, Schneider, Leo Thompson, Brody Jones. Probably Schneider and Brody Jones. Okay, very good. Would you trade May if he was a laid out? Oh, yes, Sch- but... Schneider, yeah. Schneider plays before, doesn't he? It's rough. Yeah. Schneider would be the first one I would sell anyway, I think. So maybe. I don't know. Probably not. All right. Um... <laughs> That's not very helpful, is it? <laughs> uh, Harry, again, he asks... Um, so he's doing Fafita Angus. He wants to know if he should do Schneider for Hastings or Critter for Teddy. No, Schneider for Hastings. Schneider for Hastings. No origin there. Um, Spence, he wants to know. He's tossing up on some trades. He's got 24 in the bank. Bloody hell, you are like a Shaolin monk, that discipline. Um, mm. He's trading. Okay, he wants. To, he's trading out Schneider. He wants to know Schneider and Billy Smith to Crichton and Tass slash Cooler. Or Schneider and Randall to Crichton and Clemmer. No, not uh, the second one. The first one and and Kula. Yeah, definitely Schneider and Billy Smith. Don't don't trade out Randall right now. 
Uh, bloody hell. Alex, all right. He wants to know Schneider and Max King to uh, Cotter slash Jackson and ta- Tass pl- slash Arcee. Not Arcee, I don't think. Um, I think I prefer Tass in that situation. Um, so Tass and, and Jackson? Um, yeah, Tass and Jackson, I reckon. Uh, Aiden wants to know if we should trade out Haas. I think we've covered that. I don't yep. think I don't think you should, but you can if you want to. Um, Josh King and Panasini to um, Cotter slash Crichton. And okay, well Crichton over Cotter for sure. So uh, he wants someone for round thirteen. So who's who's someone for round thirteen? Um, you can trade Panasini to. Uh, cooler. Yeah, I mean, probably see earlier in the podcast when we lifted off, listed off every round thirteen option. Yeah. Um, Les, he wants to know good cheap option under three hundred fifty k. I think we've covered that. Tass yep. is probably the number Cover one. That. Cool one. Yeah. Um, Jack, he wants to know Randall and May to Cleary and Cooler. Is Cleary a must with Haas oh. out? He's not a must with Haas out. Uh, I actually don't think that Haas being out impacts Cleary at all because I'm assuming you got Nico Hines. Um, or you can just put the C on Jackson Hastings if you feel so inclined. Don't do that. Um, but um, what was it, Randall and who? Randall and May. Randall and Taylor May to Cleary and Cooler. No, I don't think I like that. You wouldn't do it? I don't. Uh, that's not what I said. <laughs> I said I don't like it. <laughs> Well, I think you probably should. You probably yeah. should do that. Because, I mean, let's – because he'll know um, – because none of those players play before May. So yeah. he'll know if May's playing or not. So, so let's assume yeah. May's out. The if May's out, 100% pull the trigger. Yeah, because Randall to Cleary is like 20 points. 20 points. What an upgrade. Plus the captaincy. Plus the captaincy. Which might yeah. be worth something or might not be worth something, depending on who you captain instead. But I guess then he's got to make that decision Thursday night before the lockout. So, even yeah, But like I say, if you put your C on Nico Hines, it's not like you're losing anything for that one week, are you really, against the Warriors? That's true. That's true. Um, uh, is Arcee at the Warriors or Tupelotto at Manly a better option for points and job security-wise? Have to trade out Jesse Arthurs. I guess go to Cooler, I think. Yeah, if you don't have Cooler... Oh, sorry, if you've already got Cooler, get... Um, Get Tass. Oh, I guess he needs a wing fullback. That might be why. But surely, if you're cooler. relying on Tass in your all cooler in your starting wing fullback, and you've got bigger problems, I think. Hey, what are you trying to say? I'm saying that you need to buy a wing fullback, right? <laughs> oh, jeez, probably playing both Jump of them. Jump on the this Teddy train. Jump on the Teddy train. I'm probably playing cooler and Tass this week if May's out. Jeez, that's how oh, bad I'm going. Times are tough. Yeah, they are. Uh, we've only got about 15 more questions on Instagram to go, mate. Okay. <laughs> Ask them quick. Hurry up. Okay, Ludacris NRL. Which two mids are most important? Lolo, Crichton, and Jackson. Which two? Oh, I'd take take Jackson out of those. Like, okay. as in, he's the third. Yep. Oh, um, my headpiece, Ryan. Oh, no. <laughs> Disaster struck. My, my earphone okay. just fell out. Sorry, mate. Okay. Um, Don't worry. Young, We're a professional know... outfit here. We're back. <laughs> he wants to know <laughs> Randall to Randall to Verrills. I wouldn't be doing that. Um, Max no. King to Angus. I would be doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
That's all right. I'll, I'll keep answering while you... Uh... You got this. <laughs> you fixed yourself. All right, Matthew, he, he wants to know Jones and Schneider to Elliot and Verrills. Um, I, I wouldn't do that, to be honest. I'd, I like the... I, I'd do Jones to Elliot. I'd try and figure out something else for Schneider out of any of the other options we've mentioned. Um, yeah. James, James Shepard, our man, he wants to know who, who are the best buys this week if you already have Hastings, is Brody Jones a hold or a sell? And what would you do with Adam Elliott and Tass? Okay, well, we both, I think we think yeah, Elliott and Tass are discussed, Yeah, we've discussed all of those players at length. So pick one of the like seven or eight people we've nominated at buys this week. I think <laughs> is the guy. Um, all right, the West Tiger dribbler. Uh, hey boys, how's it going? By the way, thank you for putting Elliot in your in the picture because my number one fantasy league rival just brought him into his team this week. Okay, we're happy to help you, mate. <laughs> happy to help. <laughs> anyway, who are we uh, who are we trading Brody Jones out for? Uh, starting in my squad. Don't even, um, <laughs> I don't want to particularly get Elliot because of obvious reasons. Um, <laughs> I love that this is. Being heavily weighted in decisions now. Like, it's, it's going to, like, we know what's going to happen now that we've publicised it, right? Is Oh, they're going to get huge. Elliot's going to score 60. Oh, he's going to score 70 and two tries. It's going to happen. So, <laughs> mate, I, <laughs> I don't know. I'll, like, all we can do is give advice and not lend any weight to the curse. Oh, that's all we can do. And the, the solid fantasy advice is to buy Adam Elliott. But yes, if you're genuinely concerned about the curse... Um, I'd go down to a cheapie and and find a better way to spend the money next week. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I think he needs a, a I think he needs a second rower though. I think that's the problem. Yeah, but assuming he's got Aiken, just put Tass in your centers and plug Aiken in your second row or something. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Or Targo, um, one of those two, something like that. You can figure it out, mate. I believe in you. All right. Uh, last one. Last Instagram question. We're finally at the end. Okay. Uh, all right. <laughs> Easy, he says. Talakai, the picture worked. It's magic. Too bad I brought him in. <laughs> Sad face. Yeah, well, <laughs> mate, we, we, we can only tell you about the curse, mate. You, you got to make an educated decision as to whether or not you believe in the amateurs' curse. But you know, we here at the amateurs, we know that there's at least a sixty-six percent chance that it is it is actually a thing. So, <laughs> all right. His his question, um, boys, what do we think? I'm upgrading Schneider to Hastings, but uh, needs a cash out Thompson to facilitate. Who would you pick out of SESA or Jordan Grant? Oh no, <laughs> oh no, no. I'd pick SESA, but I'm not happy with it. Uh, well, he says he's. I've just he replied. He said I've just seen Thompson named at lock. Still, I uh, should I uh, pull the trigger or pivot to Max King as a cash out? Well. If Max King allows you to get someone that isn't SESE or Jordan Grant, I'd probably do that. Well, Max King would allow you to get Adam Elliott, you would think. Yeah, I'd, I'd pivot so to that move then. King and Schneider to Elliott and Hastings, Hastings, I'm very happy with, I think. Absolutely. Big like. And that wraps up the million Instagram questions. All right. Now, we're going to Facebook where there's only 750,000. So, um, yeah. So. Yeah, Dale wants to know. We're moving on Randall and Penasini. Randall, no. Penasini, yes. Well, maybe. Well, Penasini's still did all right against the Cowboys. Like, he scored high 30s. I, I guess he's 515K now, but his break even's still in the 20s. So, um, but he's also playing Penrith. Yeah. No rush, eh? 
No rush, but if you want to move him on, you can. Yeah. Uh, Luke says um, we need to change the picture to Cleary because we need to test the curse. Um, I think that would break the magic of the. I think that would break the magic of the curse as well if we intentionally try to break players. We've got to actually pick somebody relevant to that week. I mean, Cleary's just relevant all the time. So, you know, at the time when he came back, you know, he's it's got to be right. It does. Um, just out of interest, the other player that we were looking at potentially putting on the picture this week was Cody Walker. So it'll be interesting to see how he performs. My pick, my pick was Cody Walker. That was I, I yeah. liked the Cody Walker yeah. pick. Yeah. No. I in hindsight, considering I'm now tossing up buying Adam Elliott, I put a, probably should have done Cody Walker because nobody's interested in him at all. But judging by these questions, so uh, what do we think about Cameron McInnes? Uh, dropped some big dollars and starting to get more minutes. Yeah, I mean, my concern is that Fanukin's back and that he McInnes is back to the bench now. That's my my worry because um, like it's easy to see how McInnes can get seventy three minutes when he's in the starting side, but if he's on the bench, like, is there an avenue there for him to play more than sixty? I don't I don't know if there is outside no. of a HIA. You wouldn't think so, no. Yeah. So yeah, but, uh, not optimistic about him moving forward. I'm, I'd I'd be more inclined to go to a Crichton Jackson type. Now, here's a question that I didn't think that I would ever see is thoughts on Jimmy Tamu. So uh, Tamu has somehow made his way up to 550K, come off a score of 62. He's playing 45-plus minutes every week, This every week aside from round one where he played 35 minutes. Um, but, you know, last three scores, 55, 48, 62. Um my thoughts are I don't have any thoughts on Jamie Jimmy Tamu. Yeah, I, I just uh, I'd rather spend the fifty k and get Angus Crichton, I, and I just wonder like what's changed in the last three weeks because typically Tamu isn't a. I guess he has been a, a decent PPM guy in the past. Um, yeah, I just don't see a whole Stephane lot of value back there. on the bench, and they got Peachy there as well. I wonder if maybe that's going to impact this mid rotation. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not optimistic about him. That's that's certainly. Uh, I mean, you know, it's it'd be huge balls pod play, but I just don't don't think so. Um, Maddie just says, why do we have to jinx him? Um, now, uh, are we moving Haas to Lolo to allow Kobe Hetherington to Stephen to sorry to Angus Crichton? Oh, oh, yeah. I actually don't hate that, especially for an overall player. Yeah, except it's Cardi, though, so don't do it. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, no Cardi, don't do that. Buy some yeah. crappy Raiders, mate. Yeah, guess what? You need some Adam Get Jared Croker. Get Jared More Croker Jared. and Adam Elliott. Yeah. All right. So, uh, Ilias, oh, no, don't. So he's, the, the question here is um, <laughs> 62K in the bank. Emergency is bad and thinking of making it worse by trading Ilias to Walters to allow Schneider to Hastings. Oh, yeah. I think he Instagram. I think that same guy Instagram me. Uh, sorry, DM me on Instagram and I, I steered him all right. Yeah. Okay, good. I'll trust you that you've answered that question and, he, and he's not going to do that. So that's a bad idea, I think. Um, looking for a cheap short-term cashy to get my Cleary trade in. Have Tui Pilotu staying in the Saab out. It's Sean Russell looking the goods. Tass, Royce Hunt. Will Fogarty be back and will Stiggy Hook Schneider for him? 
Uh, well, you'd have to think Schneider will drop out once Fogarty's fit. Uh, I don't think that'll be straight away. I think Fogarty might get a week or two in reserve grade to get some fitness. But, um, yeah, eventually you'd think that would happen. Um, yeah. And what was the other part? Just best cheapy. Yeah. But, but chat, it's, uh, yeah, best cheapies looking at Sean Russell, Tui Pilotto, Tass, Royce Hunt. I think, yeah, so I think it's yeah. Tass. Yeah. Tass or cooler. Yeah. Um, I guess I won't be bringing in Adam Elliott anymore. Lol, thoughts on Cody Walker. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, someone's should... gone in his comments, what's happened to him? Is he not starting at hooker? And he's like, Whoever this guy yeah. puts as the weekly big scores average. <laughs> I love that so much, man. It, it brings me so much joy that it's just heavily being weighted into decisions. It does. It's so funny. Uh, I just get Elliot. I love it. Honestly. I love it, guys. Elliot. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, no, I would definitely get Adam Elliot instead of Cody Walker, I think. Yeah. Um. Adam Elliott, Cotter, Jackson, Angus, Gilbert as trade-in for Brody Jones. Need the mid-cover, but probably a bench player after that and keen on more jewels. So, yeah, I think we've covered that in, in detail. Uh, best 220K pay, player that's playing and who's the better buy out of Talakai and Aitken? Uh, oh, God. None? I mean, they're both... Over 700K. I mean, I think the better buy of the two is probably Talakai for overall. Yeah. But, no, surely the advice here has to be don't get Talakai or Aitken. Get Burton and get somebody that's not a 220K scrub. Yeah, that is the answer. Yeah, and if you already have Burton, you can actually – this is one situation where I would suggest that you might have a look at Zach Lomax, you know, so you get Lomax in, you got an extra 130K, and now you've got 350K to spend on a TAS or a cooler or someone like that. I mean, even if you want to get a gun, like, you know, you could look at Tony Staggs or Jesse Ramian instead, um, you know, as an option so you don't have to go about, um, you know, sacrificing, you know, you don't – nobody that's two, two, 220K you want to be bringing in this week, so – are you saying you don't want to buy a Vilea? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if you were buying a 220K player, that might be it, but I'm, I'm certainly wouldn't. I'm not going to give anybody uh, the advice to do that. Uh, is there any point trading out Leo to Walker? And I assume by Walker you mean Cody Walker. Um, I don't think so. Not this week. Uh, not that he's not no. with Leo starting. I'd be trying to run a loophole with Leo and somebody else, I think, maybe. Mm. Charles, please don't. He's my only option. <laughs> Sorry, bro. It's too late. <laughs> the um, gods have spoken. <laughs> I'm going to read this out because I like the uh, like the message at the start. It's Jerry Tran goes, hey, guys, love the pod. Best one in the community. Keep it up. Team situation. This is there's a lot of context here. Um, twenty seven trades, seventy one k in the bank, nineteenth in the overall league, and review my team for reference. The question is: If Haas is out for three weeks or however long, is it worth holding 
uh, just going him to Papali'i and trading Man to Jackson. And while I like this trade, I can't help thinking it may be better to get Lolo and Jackson for round 13, bank the 202K, not having Papali'i hasn't hurt thus far, thinking I can get him post round 13. For someone like Max King, when I don't need him anymore, TLT might wreak havoc and render my question redundant if May and Critter are out. Um, yeah, if you were that high up the overall rankings, I think I'd be going for Lolo and Jackson. Try and maximize mm-hmm. that advantage as much as you can. Target properly for round 17. Um, and geez, geez it honestly just makes me angry just to uh, hear he's that high up the rankings and still have 27 trades. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just mate, you're sad. too good for our league. Actually, yeah. speaking of the overall league, I do want to bring it up. I messaged, uh, I messaged Dale the other, the last night, uh, the guy from Trident, um, over we have in our overall league more than twenty percent of the top five hundred teams. Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah, like I'm yeah. I'm sitting I'm sitting five hundred sixty seventh overall, and I can't crack the top one hundred of our own league. Yeah, mate. You, yeah, our, our listeners are absolutely braining it. I think we're making everybody smarter, which is bad for us, I guess. Well, you're still doing fine, but I mean, I suck, but there's nothing new, new about that. But um, yeah, my cat's trying to get into the room if you can hear that banging noise. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's. Uh, I think with 27 trades, you can kind of afford to take a couple of risks there. I probably would be looking at executing the first trade. I don't think we're going to lose both May and Critter, but we definitely could lose one of them. Mm. I would just execute the first one, which I think would be, Haas to Lolo, and then assuming that both of them play, make the second trade because you'll find out on that before man gets locked. And then obviously you can you can pivot if you need to go like say May to a Burton or or something like that. Um, yep. I think it's probably the way to attack it. Just you know, don't forget about it and get too drunk and pass out and wake up after the players are locked. <laughs> Is that how you speak from uh, personal experience, mate? Yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. Never, never fantasy while drunk. I, uh, I remember one one year I, I had I can't remember who I had, and you know, Paul Gallon was playing the first time, game, and I didn't have him in my team, and I got drunk and like changed my team at the last minute and and put Gallon in, and he scored shit, and then got injured or something like that. So never, <laughs> never drink in fantasy at the same time, guys. All right. So I'm looking to bring in Angus, thinking Stephen Crichton and Brody Jones out for him and someone under 346K, thinking RCL cooler. Um, yeah, well, you've heard our yep. heard our thoughts there. Yeah, I think bank the cash, get cooler. Uh, Brody Jones to Adam Elliott, will it bite me in the ass? I have four red dots in the emergency. Can't afford anyone over 485K looking for mid-cover. That's not Leo Thompson. Mm. Adam Elliott's really the only relatively cheap mid i guess the only other one you would cons- you could consider would be zane musgrove but now that um you know peachy and uh, stefano yeah. is back it sort of makes it a little bit more risky yep worry big worry why are you cursing elliot is he even a viable option i'm still salty about him from last year so it's probably clouding my judgment <laughs> yeah well see above see below above um. Yeah, I mean, obviously they do have lots of guys that can play lots of minutes in that pack. And if it was a if it was three forwards and Starling on the bench, then I'd probably have a different opinion on this. But with Sebastian Chris there, 
obviously Croker, they got, you know, God knows what they're going to do with that, that line up there. I think you can probably, yeah, I like a hundred percent. I do not tr- trust Ricky as far as I can throw him. And absolutely. There's like six different ways that this Elliot buy could be a bad thing. Right. But just, there's not really anyone else even remotely close to that price bracket. That's worth buying. Yeah. Sort of uh, just boxed in by the limited amount of options. Yeah, correct. Uh, thoughts on Musgrove? I think we literally just spoke about him. Um, yeah, the, the the bench is the worry for me and the minutes in mm. the pack. Yeah, if Chuck Madden um, was still there, I'd feel a lot more comfortable about it. Absolutely. Uh, Kurt Mann to Adam Elliott? Uh, sure. Yeah, if you want to. Top five mids ranked, and do you rank any mids under 615K? Sorry. Yes, Angus. Oh, he's no, over he's now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. No, no bueno. Jeez, he scored too well. Yeah, um, no, nah, too good this week. Um, the short answer to that question is probably no. Yeah, so I guess so he wants what? Top five mid-ranking? Is that what he wants? Yeah, top five mid-ranking. Um, well, you know, you've got your three elite players here, assuming that we have Haas, Papali, and Murray as the elite three. And then I think after that, what is it, Crichton and Tamalolo? Yeah. There's Isaiah Yo. I think Torhu Harris could very well be in that group. For sure. Um, I just worry about what he's going to be like once, um, like coming back from this ACL. I don't think he's going to be getting Mm. the minutes he got last year. Oh, I certainly Um, want to eyeball him first for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, it's probably... Probably Angus and Yo, maybe Tom Alolo. There's a couple of guys around there. My worry with Yo is I think they've had Leota out. He's going to come back um, and then they'll go through Origin where Yo will get some rests. Um, and that's where I think he's going to end up averaging low 50s for a good chunk there. Mm. I think he's going to drop down and potentially be a buy later once, once the Origin's sort of done. Um, and then obviously Jackson's the other one as well. But I mean, just I, I don't know if I trust that. You know, as soon as Pango gets suspended, he's out to the edge or something like that. So, yeah, I don't know. I think there's a clear three. Um, Angus is pretty much in his own tier at four for me. And then you know, there's a bunch of guys you could have at five. Yep. Uh, why do you got to break him already? <laughs> And then another guy, I guess I'm reversing my tree, trade this week. Thanks, guys. Um, <laughs> this is great stuff. I'd, I'd love it, yeah. Uh, last one here. Thoughts on Jones to Elliott and Arrow to Cotter? Uh, I think we've spoken about Cotter a lot. Um, I'd prefer I'd prefer if you went Angus, to be honest. Yeah, me too. That's, yep, that's you can, it. You can bank 20K there too. Yeah, free money. Free mm. money. And that'll do us for tonight, Ryan. I think I'm tired of answering questions. No, we love oh. you. We love all your questions, guys. It's been yeah, a bit mate, of a, a marathon, but we got there. I've got about five uh, Insta DMs waiting for me once we're done here. <laughs> I'm not done answering questions. The people need me. Lovely. Now, a couple more tidy up points. We're finally back into the black in the punt club. Yes, we're back. We're back into the black in the punt club. Yes. Uh, it's taken a while. I, I, I finally got my first win. On the Cowboys, I've been avoiding trying to bet on the Cowboys because I didn't want people to accuse me of being a bloody homer. I think, um, I think we're okay to bet on them now because people finally realise they're good. 
Yeah, right. Yep. Okay. Um, and then obviously the overall league here as well. Um, so Sean, who's leading our overall league, and he's, what, 25 points clear of the second-placed team in our overall league. Uh, he's doing really, really well here, number three overall. He does have some problems this week with, you know, he's got Stephen Crichton in his team, plus Brody Jones, Billy Smith, um, at Payne Haas, and then Tyler May, obviously, if, if there's a laid out here, he's got Snyder. Um, so he's going to obviously need to make some moves here um, to try and get in front. Uh, so, yeah, but, I mean, overall, it's a good-looking squad. And, um, yeah, there's a couple of familiar-looking uh, names through the list here. Blindside, shout-out to him, Greg. He's a, uh, you know, he likes to hang shit on me on Twitter, but, you know, it's all all the love. And, um, yeah, a, a couple of the boys have dropped down. Where's Buddy? What's happened to Clinton? Oh, there he is. He's down here. He's in 38th in the league and he's 142 overall. That's got to really be annoying, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, geez. That's some stiff stiff competition, isn't it? (laughs) Absolutely unreal. Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. All right. And um, Ryan, I guess uh, what else is there, mate? Is there anything else or you want to go to bed? Oh, mate, I need to have some dinner. I've been uh, been too busy just plodding away looking at team lists all afternoon yeah good stuff mate well the people appreciate you i appreciate you thank you very much for joining us everybody i hope we answered your question if we didn't just hit us up specifically on the instagram dms ryan loves answering those (laughs) son of a bitch and we'll uh yeah we'll talk to you next week love you guys